Hello, everyone. This is the In God She Trust podcast, and this is Mandy. It's Tasha. And Kitri. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, so just a couple things before we get going. So we're going to start putting the podcast like on a schedule. We're going to try to kind of get on that. So our episodes are going to be coming out Saturday mornings. And then if you're in the Matthew study, we are going, those are still going to be released on Wednesdays. Um, but we're going to be stopping the Matthew study after the Sermon on the Mount, just because of like some scheduling conflicts, um, that will be coming up. And then, um, in a better time, we will start that back up. So if all of a sudden the Matthew study stops, that is why. And if you ordered merch, thank you again so much for doing that. We're expecting the merch to be in by March 21st. Be on the lookout on our Facebook page for that. And then if you missed it and you live in the Lander area, the store Messenger Girls at 320 Main Street is going to be carrying some of the merch. So you can always go there or you could also visit their website, messengergirls.com. Mm. Nope. What is it? It's right. It's, it's, Sorry. It's okay. It's messenger-girls.com. Yep. And then you can order from there too. Thanks. Tosh. Yeah. No, it's cool. Um, so with that said, let's just get into today's conversation. So we're going to be talking a little bit about um, religion and um, the difference between religion versus relationship. And I think it's kind of one of those topics that kind of gets brought up a lot, I think, within mm-hmm. just like different church settings, different religion settings. Um, so... Um, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm like the self-proclaimed nerd. So of course, I'm like researching <laughs> whatever beforehand. Um, there is a a quote by A. W. Tozer that Tozer. I don't know. Tozer. Tozer. Okay, thank you. Um, that says most men indeed play at religion as they play at games. Religion itself being of all games, the one most universally played. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's kind of a... It's heavy. That's a deep mm-hmm. quote. And it's it's interesting that he puts, like, religion and the word, like, to, like, the word game. Like, it's a mm-hmm. game that people play. Mm-hmm. That makes me think of um, several years ago, I was doing some research and was trying to go back to Hebrew and Greek and different things and kind of using that as part of the research. And... Um, I was looking up and just trying to figure out something, I, I don't know, just like something to research. I didn't know where I was going. And I saw the word superstitious and I thought, oh my gosh, I grew up in a house with really weird superstition. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that I've carried on in my adult life, but um, down to if you had a bad dream then you had to do X, Y, and Z before you could share the dream and all of those things. And um, I think it's funny now to share that stuff, but not something that personally resonates with me um but superstitious was actually um religious and that Mm. really is something i didn't even think about but it is i mean how often even i do like knock on wood um after you say something or you know all the just different things that we kind of do in a superstitious sort of way it's actually a religious thing that we're doing rather than Mm -hmm really superstition it's just the more acceptable word now Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and the whole in in your right that that whole concept religion over relationship comes up a lot in settings such as this and it's kind of what we were talking about last night in the in the meeting where people feel like they have to do as quote-unquote christians they have to 
do all this list of things in order to qualify uh, for for heaven. And, you know, unfortunately, that's the stigma because that's been put out there by so many Mm -hmm. people in a false way. And we have to really break that down and say that the relationship with Jesus Christ doesn't require us to accomplish this, check it off, check Mm -hmm. this off, check that off. You know, we absolutely have to just have a strict relationship with him. And I I totally agree with him when he says that it's a game because it really becomes that and Mm -hmm. and something that you want to stay away from as opposed to try to be the best at yeah. And well, for me personally, if somebody, um, like I have a, I have a really, really good friend. She, um, you know, she believes her own thing, but it, she's not a believer in God or whatever, but, um, she just unknowingly to me, like it, it makes me cringe, but she calls me religious. Mm-hmm. And for some reason that makes like, a, like my, my skin tighten, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, Oh, she's just a very religious person. Oh my god! Well, that's not it though. Like no, like please don't say that. I mean, she she's meaning it as like I believe in God. I go to church. But to me, when somebody says, "Oh, they're very very religious," to me that's almost an insult because what I, what I view religion as is like you have to do this. You need to go to church here, and you need to go atone for this, or all of these things. And so personally, like I hate being called religious, but I know how people mean it is like, oh, well, she's like a believer or whatever. But I feel like in the past, kind of like what you were saying, Tasha, is people have had that 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 notion that they have to do certain amount of things in order to have salvation, but that's quite the opposite of what the Bible teaches. Yeah, I mean the Bible says, you know, it's not by works that, you mm-hmm. know, we get to heaven. It's it's by grace. And there's so many different you have to be really careful when you hit different doctrines and different denominations. And that's yep. why I love that we can gather this in God she trust groups and just totally be a non denominational type of thing because you run into specific um types of churches, be it and I'm not calling anybody out in any way, but you know the difference. And there's Methodist, there's Southern Baptist, there's Presbyterian, there's Lutheran, and there's all of those. There's Catholic, and their doctrines are all just a little bit different. Yep. And some of them, unfortunately, really push works over faith. Yep. Um, some of them preach the laws over faith. Some of them preach the correct doctrine, but then they tend to leave out certain things yep. that they don't think apply which again as we were talking about last night that's not absolute truth in the bible um and so you just have to be really careful about being completely just not a christian in the sense that people use that term because they use it they use it no pun intended but religiously um you know and so we just have to get back to that yeah what a christian means and romans 11 6 um says now if by grace then it is not by works otherwise grace ceases to be grace Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's really really important because we are only saved by jesus's grace not by anything that we can do because once again the bible teaches there's absolutely nothing we can do and i mean jesus I don't want to say hated the the religious people, but he, he was like after them constantly, like, no, you're doing it wrong. You're, you're teaching all of these things and you're doing all of these things, but your heart is missing the point. And that's what God wants is he's after our hearts. So it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, you have to really focus on what the heart is doing and not the action. Because Mm if like, if we just focus on our actions, the heart is not going to change. But if we focus on the heart, then the actions will just naturally Mm -hmm 
change. Yeah. And Paul was a great example of this. Um, before he was Paul, he was obviously Saul of Tarsus, and he knew the law better than anybody. I mean, he was raised from the get-go because his dad was so prominent in that society and he was raised in that law and he was a terrorist i mean there's no other word for him and he was one of the biggest persecutors and killers of christians until the lord struck him on the side of the road and awakened him to the the relationship over the religion yeah um, I looked up the the definition of like religion and it's following rules to hope to live correct or serving or doing works out of a feeling of duty to God. Mm-hmm. And the two words like that really kind of like really kind of grabbed my attention were rules and duty. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is just my personal opinion. So if this is not anybody's personal opinion, like, you know, we can agree to disagree. But I feel like Christianity at the basis you know, it says like, you know, we can't do it. So we need God. But I feel like that's one of like, in my opinion, the only religion that teaches that we need Jesus to be saved and it does not focus on works. However, in the past, a lot of times people who have claimed to be Christians have been like, you can't do this or you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. The Bible says you can't do this. And so even Christianity has kind of been twisted into a, a way that I, I think it was not originally to be, you know, because I mean, there's always some, somebody that's going to twist it and be like, Oh, you, the Bible says you can't do this and you can't do that. And it's, to me, it's not a set of rules that we, we can't do this or we can do this. To me, I see like what the Bible says as boundaries, like, because God is our father, he, like any good parent, you set boundaries for your kids. You just don't like allow your kids to just go out and be like, all right, go fun, go do whatever you want. That'll be fine. You, you don't do that. You set boundaries for your kids. And so if we think of it as like, oh, he, I can't do this or I can do this, we start seeing it as very, very restrictive and almost like we're kind of like on a choke collar when in, instead of he's our, he's our father, he's our parent, he's setting boundaries because he knows that it's going to protect our hearts, it's going to protect our souls and protect our minds. And and it's going to give us a better life. And my personal opinion is I feel like religion does not get that. Mandy, I think we had this conversation. It was a long time ago, so I'm sure you remember it, though. And we were talking about how that was the problem with quote unquote religion is because people get so frustrated, frustrated by it because they can't measure up to the standards of religion absolutely um i mean i can think of a few people in my life who are struggling to kind of find their way because they grew up in a religious situation that said you do this at this time this at this time you know and and that was the structure of the faith base that they grew up in um and kind of finding their way and understanding that what relationship really means, um, because that is a whole new um, kind of outlook mm-hmm. on it, because it was so ingrained. I mean, from the time that they were little, that even this is when you accept Jesus, and this is how you do it, and you know, down to, mm-hmm. I mean, even that, which is not supposed to be a, a, a set date or mm-hmm. age, it mm-hmm. is when you feel called and when you feel Jesus and when you truly want to know him and make that decision for your life, it's your personal decision, not someone else's. And, uh, I mean, I, my daughter was, uh, she was young. She's 
she was, you know, around Ireland's age, so uh, four or five years old. And I remember her making that decision and praying, and I knew wholeheartedly that that's what she she meant and she felt. And I, as a mom, I was so excited, and I went around and I told people, and I love my grandma dearly, but I remember her saying, she's too young to decide. And I went, well, that's not exactly how I think, mm-hmm. but we're just going to stop there and agree to disagree on that. Mm-hmm. And I know, and my daughter has lived, you know, the next 10 years, she's 14, mm-hmm. showing that that decision meant something to her. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's really good because there are certain religions that... You know, at this age, you do this. And at this age, you do that. And, you know, in my head, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky that I grew up in the, the church that I did and that I grew up with Christianity because I'm the type of person that, like, I like to think for myself. I like to ask questions. I like to, like, have all of the information. Mm-hmm. And I know personally some friends who grew up in, in different religions, when they started questioning things, mm-hmm. that was looked at as a sin. And they were like yelled at and they were berated just by questioning things. And, you know, when we look at when Jesus is showing the disciples his hands and, you know, doubting Thomas, we like to call him doubting Thomas. But like, I, I've been there where I'm like, sometimes I need to see things or I need to I need to hear from God. And you know, God doesn't have problems with us asking questions. He wants us to learn. He wants us to seek after him. But, you know, certain times it's okay to ask questions. And the religions that are like, oh, if you're asking questions, obviously you don't have faith. You're a bad person. That's where I think really pushes people away from God. They're like, oh, well, I can't question it. Um, John 14, 23 says, Jesus, Jesus says, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And you had said something about like, you know, what does relationship mean? And me being the nerd I am, I looked it up. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course. Um, it says, and I really like it, doing good for others out of the abundance of love for Christ and giving others what God has given us. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's out of the love we have for, for God. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, that verse just said, Jesus says, if anyone loves me, he'll keep my word. And the older I get, the more I, you know, the more that I love Jesus, it, it's like, you love me this much. He loves me this much. And then that abundance for love comes out. Like, I want to obey you mm-hmm. because I love you so much, you know, and it's just kind of like that parent child. I mean, I don't have kids, but I, I see how I view my parents now and just like out of love and respect for them, you know, I'll, I'll listen to them. I take their advice and, and stuff like that. So I, I like that you mentioned that, Mandy. Um, it made me think of the conversation I was literally having with my daughter and her friend last night. So, um, she, the daughter, the friend was really excited to come with us to church today because she goes to a different one and she likes the church she goes to, but it is more of a denominational one, mm-hmm. which I go to a non-denominational one. And, um, and so we were just kind of discussing that whole thing and how, you know, it's important to me that her age range, um, and their friends, you know, really kind of share with each other their faith and different things like that. And I said, I didn't grow up in church. I Mm -hmm. grew up in a house that basically didn't talk about God at all. And, um, and I remember knowing that I was missing something and had gone with a friend to this church and, you know, nothing about their lives on these different places um, spoke to me. I just knew that, Hey, they got to do this really cool thing on Sunday, which I knew I was missing and I wanted something, Mm -hmm. but I was searching and I found a friend who their faith base 
is very new age and um they you know have like um uh they believe in reincarnation and all that stuff Mm -hmm. um and it was interesting and it was kind of like hey tell me all about it and for about three months i wanted to read the books and stuff that they did and i was 15 14 at the time and um you know and then the like more that I you know within about three months I was like "Mm, this is not right and so I stepped back and started paying attention to whose life seemed different and it's the religious stuff that you don't see their life being different but it's the relationship you do Mm -hmm. and so I started kind of like making sure to connect with these people who I saw something different in their life and then went and then when I was 16 you know, got to make that decision and they saw it as well. They saw the seeking. And I remember the day they're like, Hey, we were at a friend's house and it was a whole group thing. And they said, uh, well, will you come back? I need help doing something in my room. And I was like, sure. And that's, that was their time to talk to me about that. And I made that decision. I remember the day, I remember the conversation. I remember the feeling, I remember the whole thing. And it was, it was there. And, you know, sure. Of course, they encouraged me to go to church and all that stuff, but that's not the life that I lived. So I got to do it occasionally, but it was all 100% based on relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I mean, this whole, this whole concept is really simple, religion over relationship, because Jesus doesn't want to be an obligation to us. And, you know, and that's why I think so many people who are in religions fall away from it is because mm-hmm. it gets to be like an obligation, a chore, a chore Mm -hmm. to do this. And if I don't, then I don't measure up. And they're constantly feeling defeat because they keep falling short of the standards of what they're supposed to get up to. And relationship on the other hand, I mean, the Bible tells us that once we accept the Lord as our savior, we're filled with spirit. And in that feeling is, I mean, it's encompassing. The spirit allows us to then in turn become the person that the Lord wants us to be. He works through us to become that person as yep. opposed to us having to work to become it because we will always fall short of the religion standards. And, you know, I grew up Southern Baptist and I absolutely loved that church and it taught me so much. And so we're absolutely not saying anything against any denominations or you need to go to a non-denominational church or anything mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. Cause it's like, you know, like wherever you are getting fed by the Holy spirit mm-hmm. and if that is where Jesus has placed you, then that's where you need to be. It's all about listening to the Lord, you know, not necessarily listening to three girls recording this on a bathroom floor. <laughs> cause that's where, you know, cause that's where we're at right now. About. This is where we're recording it because you know the echo but you know but if it's something that's been on your heart that you've been feeling like you need to do or you need to switch you know pray about it everything has to go to the lord in prayer first um but you know one thing that was kind of like when i was kind of preparing for this um going to church doesn't mean you have a relationship with christ you know and going to church doesn't make you saved and i dated a guy for couple of years where in his head, if he went to church every week and he took communion, boom, he was done. He was saved. He was good. He could do whatever he wanted through the week. And ultimately that's kind of what led to a splitting. Cause I was like, no, that's not how it works. Like just cause you take communion, just cause you go to church on, on these days. And he, he grew up 
in a different church that I did. And, he, you know, as we dated, he's like, I don't really think that that's the church for me. But I mean, I remember early on in our relationship, um, because his parents still went to that church. Um, it, there's like specific days throughout the year that these people are, they have to be in church and he didn't. And I, like, I just remember bless her heart. I absolutely love her to death, but she was just laying on the guilt on him. And I was just like, that's not what it's supposed to be because just cause you're in church doesn't mean you have salvation just cause you're in church. Doesn't mean you have Christ in your heart. I mean, how many people have claimed that they're Christian or, or Catholic or Methodist, but they're like, they're the, the how they treat people and their actions mm-hmm out in the world doesn't say that, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about the heart. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I've said, I know that sounds cliche, but the Bible says that it's all about the heart. Um, Titus, what is it? Three, five says he saved us not by works of righteousness that we had done, but according to his mercy through the washing of regeneration and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. It is only by what Christ did for us and the Holy Spirit that we're saved, not by righteous religious works. I mean, it it says many times in the Bible, like, don't do it like these guys do. I mean, they're always preaching and it it became very, very legalistic. And, you know, they only preached the law, but the the heart was missing in the Pharisees Mm -hmm. and the Sadducees. Sadducees, And it's just like, it's all about where your heart is, Mm -hmm. not where your works are. Yeah, and the Bible says, I mean, strictly, I will replace your heart of stone and replace it with the heart of flesh. And we were talking, or we were listening in church today, Mandy, that, you know, about becoming a new person. And it's like you said, Kitri, where, you know, it, you see it and you, 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 in these people in the way they, they act, the, the actions that they take, the way they speak. And yet they are the most religious people mm-hmm. um, out there. And so to truly have a relationship with the Lord it doesn't happen overnight, but it renews mm-hmm. and it it reforms who you are and you become yeah. more Christ-like because that's what the Holy Spirit allows us to do. Right. And I think in a real relationship, you can never be that same person that you were when you started as your life goes on, just yeah. like in a relationship. You know, you are a certain way when you first meet each other and there, you know, it starts off a certain way and then it slowly changes and, and grows over time. But it looks different, yeah. um, even just a friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, no matter what kind of relationship you're in, you start off usually pretty excited mm-hmm. and everything is so like giddy and amazing and happy. And then, you know, you you have to kind of work through stuff and you have to figure out each other. And it's not different with God. You are so excited. And, you know, just because you're saved, I think this was said last night, just because you're saved doesn't mean you need to know everything because right. you're not going to. No. It's through that relationship that you get to know each other. And the way that I pray is probably different sounding than the way Kitri versus the way Tasha prays. And, and it doesn't mean that one is right and one is wrong. But that is how we communicate based on who we are, what our relationship with is in Jesus and what point of that relationship we're at. And that all matters. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's and it's just sometimes just shutting off your own brain. And I, I'm saying this thinking, like, take your own advice. It's shutting off your own brain, <laughs> you know, and just be like, OK, what is God saying to me? And I really, really struggled with knowing God's voice versus my own because I am such like a type A 
control freak that I'm like, okay, what is God saying to me? And, um, a a good friend of mine and a, a mentor, she said, well, whenever God speaks to you, what do you feel afterwards? Because it, if it's fear and if it's anxiety and if it's, you know, just like this, this feeling of unrest, that's not God. Mm-hmm. When God speaks to you, does it bring you peace? Does it bring you comfort? Does it bring you joy? Or, you know, like just like this overwhelming feeling of I can breathe now. She's like, that's when you know that it's God because God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. He gives us that spirit of, of peace. And with, you know, sometimes with religion, it, it doesn't teach us to seek God's voice. Mm-hmm. It just like, Oh, did you do this? Did you do mm-hmm. this? Oh, well, good. You're done. But one thing I want to clarify, I mean, even though we're followers of Christ or we go to a church, it does not mean that we're going to be perfect. We're still mm-hmm. going to slip up. We're mm-hmm. still going to do stuff. And you know, it's really easy for me to like, oh, like, look at all those Christians in the past. You know, they, they did this. How terrible. But then I look at my own self, like, well, how many times have I done something and said something? They're like, she's a Christian? What? And it's just like that constant evolving, like, okay, Lord, I need to ask for your forgiveness. I need to go to that, this person and ask for this for, for their forgiveness because I snapped at them or I said something wrong. You know, we're not going to be perfect. And that's just something that as followers of Christ, we also have to understand but and i know you're not saying this but and just to clarify that doesn't allow us to have the excuse that no. we're human or anything like that absolutely you know? not do this ask for forgiveness yeah yeah nope. exactly and you know but that again that comes with building your relationship with the lord um because we you know it just goes back to scripture you know no, none are perfect not one except for the lord jesus and so we are bound to be human and in our humanness to sin and make mistakes, not deliberately because that's not what the Holy Spirit is, is showing us and teaching us to how to grow. Um, but because we have those faults and failures, mm-hmm. but as we are Christians and we do have that forgiveness of the Lord, um, that allows us to hit our knees and say, wow, I really acted really poorly in that situation yeah. and that wasn't right. And I acknowledge it. You you're convicting me of the wrongdoing and please forgive me. And because the Lord is so amazing, he does just that. I mean, Jesus said, um, you know, uh, you know, stop sinning, you know, especially when he, um, he saved the, the prostitute from being Mm -hmm. stoned. What did he say? He said, go and sin no more. He's not telling us to be perfect, but he's saying, I have renewed you. I have, I have saved you that, but that doesn't mean you get to go on living as you did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. continue to grow and the, you you said it just right there that word go before you know he before he says sin no more he says go go and that's our call to take that step to make those changes yep i mean once again it's it's all about the heart not the works romans 10 9 says if you confess with your mouth jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved mm-hmm. and that's it i know that seems so easy and almost like too easy to people, but it's, do you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? Did you confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus, I love you. I need you. I can't do this without you. That's what it's about. Mm -hmm. It's not about how many times you go to church or how many things that you do. It's what does your heart believe? Mm -hmm. What have you confessed with your mouth? You know, know, it's it's all about the heart because that's all God wants from us. And you were talking about even when she was four and, you know, my daughter's four and 
I wholeheartedly believe that she grasped that concept. And I, I've had people question when I tell them that, just like they did with you. Um, now, had I said my son grasped that concept, even though he's older, it's a different mentality. And it just goes to say even, you know, though I'm older than Kitri or whatnot, it doesn't mean that she can't get it and I couldn't. It's just, yeah. you know, age, and I, and I know it's a young age, but some of these kids, especially girls, have a tendency to grasp mm -hmm. the simplicity and they have the spirit about them already because I swear that God has his hand on both of our daughters and has for a long time um and th but they they just believe and it's just like you say yeah. it is such a simple concept yeah. of faith and that's why it scares so many people i shouldn't say scare but it, they back off of it because they're yep, yeah they're like it shouldn't be that easy what's the catch well and a lot of times also it's the devil it's the enemy trying to keep us away from god and like he'll get in our brains and he's like well well this is what you did a week ago you know this is what your past is you you have to be able to earn it because they're like it's always you know we're always kind of like well what's the catch you know sometimes you know what's the saying if it's too good to be true it usually is but with jesus it's not mm -hmm. it's super simple i mean like when i was really little i i got that simplicity that idea mm -hmm. of like it is this simple and it's usually our brains or the world or the enemy telling us oh nope it's not but really it is and so there's been a couple of times where i've talked to people coming out of specific religions and they've said it just doesn't seem that easy mm -hmm. it shouldn't be that easy but it is it's it's our minds it's the devil it's the world telling us you need to earn it because I mean, the entire world is like that mm -hmm. you do something for me i do something for you i don't just give you free whatever you have to either pay me for it or you owe me for it or you know there's always like some sort of like cash 22 but with Jesus, it's just, he's already paid the price and he's just holding out his hands with this little gift box, just waiting for you to take it. And it's literally that easy. You don't owe him anything. It's just him wanting your heart. And Mandy, I'm gonna ask you this cause I think you'll break it down pretty good. But if I say, in which I truly believe, but your thoughts on this too, that Satan works with thoughts and <laughs> and um, and Jesus works with the heart. Oh, absolutely. Um, yep. Ask anyone who's gone, like even as a believer, let's just go with just believers only, who's gone through any sort of depression, you, or there's so many other things, but let's just make it the most like, I don't know, um, accessible to, or like easy to follow for everyone depression alone you know something in your heart but man that that mindset that those thoughts can just literally tear you down and destroy you and if you do not take every thought captive and and really truly give it to god it's it's something that it's going to tear apart. I might have taken that in a different way than no, you expected. Um, but that's where my mind went. And honestly, it's a conversation I've had with so many people lately. I feel like I've said this. Maybe I've said it on here. I don't know. I've just been talking about it so much that you you really do have to kind of watch um, that because your your mind is, your heart is so easily like overshadowed by your thoughts. Yes. That it's, it's intimidating it's mm -hmm. scary it's 
hard. And as, you know, personally, as somebody who's, who goes, who has gone through and like, even just recently, like depression and anxiety, like I've, I've dealt with it since I was like a junior in high school and it is taking every thought captive. And like right now, that's something I've been talking to with, with my little sister. I mean, she's, she's 22 and she's going out in the world and she just has so much anxiety about stuff. And so, you know, she, she was saying, well, I just don't know how to take every thought captive. And, um, my a really good friend of mine once said, okay, because he was in the military. He's like, well, what do you do to captives? You take them, you sit them down, you ask them questions. They give you, they give you an answer, dive deeper into that. You know, what's the truth here? Okay. Then what happens here? And it's doing that to your own mind because your own mind can tell you completely false things Mm -hmm. or Satan can tell you Mm -hmm. completely false things to pull the heart away from Mm -hmm. God. So I really liked and appreciate that, that you said that because it, it absolutely can change and like kind of mold our heart to go away from God instead of toward God. Yeah. Absolutely. And Satan can whisper in our ear. He cannot touch our hearts. Mm-hmm. And, and so and I think that's one thing that we really have to work on just recognizing in our own lives on the daily that even though we get these thoughts in our heads, we need to sit and pray with our hearts because that will encompass where our, our mentality is going because mm-hmm. our spirit lives with us inside and not in our brain. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also knowing the word of God. Mm-hmm. So when we, ha- when those thoughts do come or when people tell us, you know, in church, oh, well, you're supposed to do this. What, what does the word of God say? What is, what is Jesus speaking to me right now? So if, you know, certain religions are pushing you one way or your thoughts are pulling you one way, you know, the word of God and you know what the truth is. And that way you won't be swayed one way or another, but you stay on track with your heart towards the Lord. Mm-hmm. Without going into much detail, staying very big, um, the, I remember experiencing that, what Tasha just said of, um, you know, recognizing which is which. And I had a time in my life that, you know, things were pretty dark and, and whatever. I knew, I knew Jesus and that was my, my saving grace, literally. Um, but I heard something and went, oh my gosh, is that really the plan for me? I'm going through this because I'm supposed to do this. And it was a horrible thing. It was not, it was not positive anyway, but I was like leaning toward it and thinking, okay, well, I have to go through this horrible thing in order to, I don't know, come out of it or to whatever. And I remember like, kind of like a, a something like cutting it open or cutting it and saying, wait, does that actually sound like me? Mm-hmm. And it was in this authoritative, but not mean but kind of a you know just this this thing that was like hold the phone that's not me does that sound like something i would say does that sound like something i would do and are, are you talking about, about you god, or god? Sorry. okay i felt okay, like god yeah. saying that yeah thank you yeah you're good <laughs> um but and and he just kind of interrupted that horrible thought and mm-hmm. that horrible place that i was like turning towards because it felt real and it felt tangible even mm-hmm. though that sounds strange but um, and he cut into it and just said, no, do you really think that sounds like me? And he put it on me. Does mm-hmm. it sound like me? And I went, no, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it like instantly left and it went away. And I, I breathed for the first time in a long time mm-hmm. yeah. just because, hold on, that relationship, you know, pulled me and, and saved me in, a, in an essence. Yeah. 
and it's just you have that relationship with the Lord, so you were able to hear His voice and be able right, to which like, was probably yeah. one of the first times that happened. Mm-hmm. And that's always like such a cool mm-hmm. experience. Maybe one day we'll talk about like different times in our lives where we've mm-hmm. heard the Lord, but it's like it, it's a very overwhelming experience. Yeah. But um, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like that's a really great place yeah. Yeah, to to kind of wrap up. So we will see you guys. Next time, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.